Welcome to Answers from Antioch. You have joined us at the intersection of God's Word and today's world. This broadcast is brought to you by the Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. Join us as we examine information that impacts the church, the Christian, and the Christian home. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much, and I'm glad that we can have a little time together here today. I appreciate that so very much. Now, let me remind you, this coming Sunday, of course, Christmas Eve, December 24th here at Antioch, special services on Sunday morning, 10 o'clock for our Bible study Sunday school time, then 11 o'clock for the morning service, special musical program, as well as a message from God's Word on Sunday morning at 11. You don't want to miss this great Christmas Eve service this coming Sunday. There will be no afternoon service on Sunday, but Monday, Christmas Day, December the 25th, we're going to have two great morning services on Christmas Day, 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. So you come and be with us at either one of those services. I'll be speaking at the 8 o'clock service. Pastor Josh will be speaking at the 11 o'clock service. I'm encouraging everyone to just bring the family as they are and bring them on here to let them find out and understand that Jesus is the spirit of Christmas. Jesus is the reason for the season. And if there's any place to be on Christmas Day, it's absolutely in the church of the living God for which Jesus loves so very much he died for. So he died for the church. Hallelujah. We certainly want to have the doors open here for the Christmas Day service, 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. You come and be with us for that. And, of course, Sunday morning, December 24th as well. Hey, I'm going to bring a conclusion to a series that we've been doing this week on how the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, the very fact that Emmanuel, God with us, not only reaches forward to where we are today and throughout eternity uh, because of the life of the Lord Jesus and his death on the cross and his bodily resurrection and he's alive forever, it reaches forward throughout eternity for us, but it reached all the way back to Adam and Eve and all the way back to others, who others that without the birth of Christ, we wouldn't have them elevated to the position that they are in, how the Lord Jesus reached back and pulled them up from places where they were uh, completely devalued and places where they were slaves and places where uh, they were totally looked down upon and even cursed. And he reached back and pulled them out of the cursed, reevaluated them, brought them out, we saw that already in Matthew chapter number 1, and I hope you'll go back and catch the podcast of these uh, messages beginning on Tuesday and going through today. And in Matthew 1, we read the stories of Judah begat Perez and Zerah of Tamar. There she is in the lineage of Christ, the revalued woman. And then Salmon begat Boaz of Rahab, verse number 5. And Boaz begat Obed of Ruth. So there's the ransomed woman in Rahab. There's the reinstated woman in Ruth. I see in Ruth one that has, she was a Moabitess, and there was a curse against the Moabites. And now the Lord 
has reinstated her. I love that. I love how he reached back and got Rahab and Ruth. They're in the lineage of Christ. And then we move on now to verse number 6 and 7. And Jesse begat David the king, and David the king begat Solomon of her that had been the wife of Uriah of Bathsheba. Now here Bathsheba and Uriah are really elevated. Uriah is was that valiant man. His name is mentioned here. And he's always mentioned in positive ways. One of the mighty men of David. Uh, not a Jew, a Gentile himself, but yet one who valued David and the kingdom of Israel. And he is spoken of so highly in the scriptures. And he's mentioned in the lineage of Christ, Uriah. But his name is, but notice it's Bathsheba now. Now we have her that was the wife of Uriah. And Bathsheba is lifted out of that stigma that she was in as the mother, and now the mother of Solomon, and Solomon also in the lineage of the Lord Jesus Christ as far as Joseph is concerned. And so how wonderful it is. The grace of God reached all the way back, and we see him reaching back to the first human beings in Adam and Eve, and the promise to Eve that the seed of the woman would crush the head of the old serpent. And that's exactly what Jesus did in his birth. And then, of course, his ministry and his life and his death and his resurrection where he destroyed the works of the devil. And you'll read on in Matthew number 1, that uh, verse number 16, that Jacob begat Joseph. And then the begats stop. Joseph, Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. Mary, who is the mother of Jesus, and Joseph, not the father, but Mary, the mother of Jesus, God the Father, as the father of the Lord Jesus Christ. So how wonderful. It's very clear here, the virgin birth. And the Lord, in his birth, reached back and pulled these insignificant individuals that had had a, what I call a bad rap in their lives and even in the past, but elevates them to the point now in the lineage of Christ. How marvelous that is. How wonderful. Reminds me of a song. I haven't been able to do one uh, this week. Not a song that I'm going to sing, but the history behind some of the great Christmas songs we sing this time of year. Go tell it on the mountain. You know what? We owe this song to our great African-American friends. We owe this to them, my friend, because it came from them. Not long after the Civil War, a man named John Wesley Work, John Wesley Work, he was an African-American church choir director down in Nashville. He was a scholar as well as a musician. He had a deep interest in music uh, that uh, God had just placed in his heart. Uh, he was educated man, loved the Lord Jesus, loved what God was doing. He knew that the generations of his African-American friends, the black Southerners, uh, would better understand some of the songs that he would be writing. And his choir was several members of the Fisk Jubilee Singers, who was from the nearby black college of the same name, the Fisk College, by the way, Fisk College. 
and uh, they would pass on much of the influence of the world to the world uh, through their wonderful arrangements of spirituals and uplifting songs that they would sing. The Fisk Jubilee Singers toured the world, actually, appearing in England before Queen Victoria and at the White House in front of President Chester Arthur, and on and on we could go. But John Work, John Wesley Work, passed his love of music and history on to his son, John Wesley Work II, and the latter became that folk singer, a composer, and uh, the Lord put together this song, Go Tell It on the Mountain. He and his friends, Frederick Work was one of them, uh, to put this song together, and here we still sing it today. When I was a seeker, I sought both night and day. I asked the Lord to help me, and he showed me the way. And then the chorus, go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain, our Jesus Christ is born. He made me a watchman upon a city wall. And if I am a Christian, I am the least of all. So go tell it on the mountain. Go tell it on the hills and everywhere. And I love this song. And it reminds us that the Lord put this in the heart of our great African-American friends. We could enjoy this truth of how Jesus is that mighty Savior that needs to be told on the mountains and everywhere. Well, I see our time has slipped away. God bless you. Keep you safe till next radio time. Thank you for joining us today. We encourage you to visit our website at antiochbristol.com. There you will find many ways to contact us and connect with us and so much more. Until next time, stand firm in Jesus' truth.